but my world, where I live, where I've lived for almost 29 years now, is Mozambique. And right now, northern Mozambique is in war. Most of us listening to this podcast episode will have heard of Heidi Baker, either through reading her books, hearing her speak, or following her ministry over the years. I've wanted to speak to Heidi for months, since season two in fact, and finally we managed to get the date in early July. What happened when we opened up the recording, however, took me by surprise. Instantly, I was given a glimpse into a different world, a different reality. When we spend time with guests, we kind of have a rhythm, a flow. But when talking with Heidi, I was immediately in a different place. This was no ordinary episode. The reality of what Heidi and her team had experienced that day alone was deeply moving and at times hard to hear. But it needed to be heard and it needs to be heard all over the world. This episode is raw, honest, sometimes uncomfortable and incredibly vulnerable. It changed me. And I trust as you listen, you'll be changed too. Dr. Heidi Baker, uh, it's incredible to have you on the podcast with us. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, please just call me Heidi. I'm a little mama. (laughs) Heidi, so please just tell us, uh, what does a day in the life of Heidi Baker look like right now? Um. Also, just call me Heidi. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It depends on my day. Like today, um, I live in northern Mozambique. I've been with my husband, amazing, amazing man. Been married to him for 42 years. Very patient, beautiful man, uh, Roland. So um, we've been in Mozambique for almost 28 years now started in challenges right now in northern Mozambique where we've lived for um, boy about 19 years now. We're right now for the last four and a half years we're in a war zone. So we have amazing glory. We, we, we press in, we love Jesus. We're in the prayer house. we, we worship, we adore him. At the same time, we're in a war. So Al-Shabaab's killing people, um, beheading our own. Um, it's been a hard day, um, beheading people. Um, you know, I came straight in. I didn't even have five minutes. So you're getting real here. You're asking me real. Wow. I'm giving you real. So people, thousands of people are running into this tiny little area called Pemba and Shweba and Maranganya, where, where we live, hoping that they won't get beheaded and, and killed. And so by these radical people um, who are are burning village after village in my province where I live. This is where I live. This is my province. These are people I love. This is my real world. And I'm a little emotional right now because I just, you know, I just got 
here five minutes before I got on with you. And maybe, maybe that's, no, not maybe, that's the Lord. It's actually the Lord because sometimes people, they just see you there at a conference where you're in some hotel. I call it holiday in, holiday out, whatever. You're in some hotel and then you're in a conference and it's, it's a blessing and God shows up. We pray he shows up. We pray the offering doesn't go on for an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> and we, you know, we share just our whatever Jesus gives us. But my world where I live, where I've lived for almost 29 years now is, is Mozambique. And right now, northern Mozambique is in war and the world doesn't know about it. And... People that I love are being beheaded. People that I care about, people that we care about, people that the world doesn't even hear about are being, even our pastor's four and a half year old son was beheaded. So how is my day? My day is full of gratitude and adoration and worship. At the same time, my day is holding people in my arms, pushing our, our beautiful laid down lover team, which is 99.999% Mozambican, to trust God to at least get shelter for people who are running and running and running and running. And how did my last part of my day before I came to you end? was my, my, I'm sorry I'm emotional, but I'm not. Actually, I'm not. My car was full of people. That's good. My car was full of people. Some of them have 50 people right now in their yards. Some of them I've held in my arms in the last couple of days children under eight years old who ran together with these others who tried to find a place to, to escape from Al-Shabaab, ISIS, and ended up in pastor's yards, 30, 40, 50 people in each yard running from ISIS, Al-Shabaab, running including children that don't know where their parents are. So my day today was trying to ask the Lord and, 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 and work with this incredible, the most awesome believers on the planet that I've ever seen working to get food and audio solar Bibles and buckets and latrines and everything we need to to make a way to say, we love you. We care about you. You are our family. And, and we're going to, we're all going to do whatever it takes to find a way for you to have a meal right now and to sleep right now. And we're going to love you. And this is, this is my world. And I'm really actually grateful that maybe we got canceled three, four times because this is my real world. 
this is my real world. And as I'm driving back with my car jammed full of people, my truck jammed full of people, you know what we did? We worshiped. We worshiped and we sang and we worshiped and we sang. That's what we did. We worshiped Jesus because he is worthy. That's what we did. So how is my day? It's awesome because I have the greatest privilege I've ever had walking with with these men and women and these beautiful people who are still digging the trains right now in the dark because Jesus is king and we, we are real. And what you see is what you get. And that's how, that's how my day is. Thank you so much for sharing that, Heidi, and just the vulnerability and the reality of that. Could I ask a question um, before we before we sort of move on? Could I just are are there are there two or three things that we can be praying for? Anyone listening to this podcast right now, you know what 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 can we pray into? What can we speak into? Yeah, right now, just pray that. There'd be mercy on Mozambique. Pray that that this incredible, horrible, evil war would stop. Pray that the believers and the pre-believers would be would be full of courage. And pray that we, as a people, we as a movement, and of and all the believers would be full of radical love, even for even for Al-Shabaab, that we would be full of radical love, that we would um, have courage to love well. Pray that we would be full of Holy Spirit. Pray that, that the whole world that would know that each one of us, including you, Dan, including America, who's completely divided right now, including Ukraine and Russia, that every believer would be known by their love. I'm asking for that. I'm asking for John 17. I'm asking that we would pray right now that the world would know that we are believers because we love. That's what I want to pray for. You caught me you caught me real. I'm always real, but you caught me raw and you caught me real. So here you are. There's, you know, what you see is what you get. So please pray. <laughs> I want to pray if you're listening to this podcast, that not only you'll pray, but you'll share this. You'll share this far and wide, that you'll share the reality of the faith that we live. And for so many of us, we live in a Western society, whether it's UK, US, and our problems are very different. And, and, and it's very easy to, for that love not to emanate. And what we're hearing now is is the reality of of the of the gospel of the kingdom for Heidi and her team. So please pray, please share this content, please support Heidi and, and the team in any way you can. Please, please, this is all off the cuff. No one's asked me to do this. Please visit the website, donate. You know, let's get behind this because this is real life. And I pray, God, I'm praying right now that the world would know 
whether we're in UK or Northern Mozambique or UK or South America or Asia, wherever we are, that the world would know that we are Christians by our love, that the fighting yes, among believers and denominations would stop right now in the name of Jesus, that the fighting yes, and the evil words where people are are actually chewing up their family members, the body of Christ, by, by saying evil things about the rest of the body, that that would stop in Jesus' name. Yes, and that we would wake up and we would see that we are in, we are in a spiritual war, a spiritual war, yes, an Ephesians war where we would put on the arm of God and we would know who we're fighting and we would stop fighting one another in Jesus' name. I pray that the body yes, of Christ would stop fighting one another in the Jesus, in Jesus' name. And there, there would be love and there would be kindness and there would be mercy and there would be honor, and there would be generosity, and there would be more love in the glorious name of Jesus, yes, who Lord. is our Savior yes, and our King. I pray that people would deshar logotipos. They would drop their logos. Eles vão deixar assim. Lutas, that they would drop their wars and their discussions about things that matter nothing right now, and that they would love and that they would cling to you, Jesus, and they would love one another, and that yes. every believer would go low right now, so low and so low, and they would love one another, that we would love one another and serve with humility, because we are your servants, Jesus. We are, your, we are your friends, and we are your servants. Jesus, I pray for mercy, for mercy on the body of Christ. I pray for mercy on the body of Christ, mercy on me, mercy on the body of Christ, in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Well, Heidi, can I just say that we've never had this moment on the podcast before. This is special, and this is real. And we know, we just know God knows your prayers and knows your hearts. I know that thousands of prayers are going to come out from this. So we stand in faith and we stand in belief for all of those things that we've been talking about and, and trusting for. So thank you again, and yeah, we honor you and we just bless you for everything that you're doing and. Uh, can I, can I, um, and if I can't, that's fine to say no, but can I take, take you out of this situation and just ask you a little bit about your journey to how you got here? Not necessarily the practicals and the, you know, the kind of details because, you know, pe people can read about that, but just the deep love you have for Jesus, the deep compassion you have for people, that thing that's coming out of this podcast right now. 
that started in quite a specific place, right? When you're that first call you had to ministry. Can you just share with the listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a joy. Um, I I grew up in Laguna Beach, California, and um, I went to Switzerland for a year, and and I really. I, I just knew I needed to to learn and I need to I needed more. I needed more. I needed to understand more. And so I ended up being an American field service student in central Mississippi on a Choctaw reservation where a Navajo preacher led me to Jesus. It was so, so beautiful. Um, I was there, there was one AFS student next to me and some lady named Glenda playing the piano and Jesus um, in his mercy um, I was born again and the next night I was filled with Holy Spirit and that was in March March 13th 1976 March 14th 1976 I was filled with beautiful Holy Spirit in May I received a call after a, a fast to be a minister and a missionary to Africa, Asia, and England. And I I actually questioned him about England, like, what's England about? And um, <laughs> turns out a lot of people in England need to know about the love of Jesus. And so maybe it's not a mistake that we're having this podcast right now. And right. Anyway, we we I serve the Lord. He's my king, he's my savior, he's my everything. I'm in love with him. I'm a little little mama. Um here I'm called Mama Ida. Anywhere else on the, around the world just call me Heidi. I I'm not a I'm not a mighty person. I'm not a I'm not a big person. I'm a little mama in love with Jesus and my destiny and my calling is to serve him well and to represent him well and to cling to his feet and to love his body and to call the lost home and I, I fell in love with him when I was 16. Hmm. I am more in love with him now than I've ever been. I'm so in love with him now. I love him more. If you think you can't love him more, you can because he's so beautiful. He's so beautiful. And I, I love him more today than I've ever loved him before because I know him more today than I've ever known him before. And so my journey began when I was 16. I think it began before I was wow. 16, but my my life as a born-again believer began when I'm 16 years old. I'm 62. Right. And I love him with all that is within me. I can see that. I can tell that. And that's manifested to millions over the years. Um, just around the whole UK piece, 
Tell us, I'm, we're, I'm sitting just outside of London. Tell us a little bit about your time in London. You know, there was a, there was a couple of different dynamics to your life then, studying and church. And <laughs> tell us a li- just very quickly a little bit about London it and the UK. Wild. It was wild because I heard I, the only <laughs> time in my entire life, Dan, the only time in my entire life that I heard the audible voice of God. I've heard the Lord many, many times. I've never heard the audible voice of God, like external audible voice of God, except for that one time. Now, it'd be amazing if I heard that again, but that voice again, but usually he speaks to me in my heart quietly through the word. But that particular moment, May, when I was I was um, 16 years old, and that's why I remember it, because it was an external audible voice of God that said I was called to be a minister and a missionary to go to Africa, Asia, and England. I thought it would go in that air, you know, that way, Africa, then Asia, then England. What happened was, um, God knows why, my parents insisted I finished university, and then my husband and I, I, I went on a date once with Roland, he was from Asia. He's a um, fourth-generation missionary. He was born in China. We went on one date. We ended up, uh, after our wedding, um, we ended up going to Asia. We were there loving Jesus, worshiping, serving the Lord, serving the poor. And I, was, I actually got sick, and I, I really heard the Lord internal this time, not external. It's time for UK. And I said, okay, great. What are we going to do there? I mean, great, but also with tears because we loved Asia. We'd been there. We loved the people. We, we had an amazing church there and we were really blessed. He said, I want you to go and get your PhD. And, and I'm thinking, okay, for one thing, I grew up with dyslexia. I was told I'd never go to university. That's number one. I did end up going to university because Assemblies of God let me in with the worst test scores probably in California. They let me in because they were they saw the call of God on my life. They let me in even though nobody should have let me in to any university. They told me that I shouldn't go to a vocational school. I couldn't read wow. through... A, a full page without my head hurting, my heart pounding. By the age I was 16, I couldn't do it. Jesus healed my brain as a believer. He healed my brain. But I still, how could I catch up? I couldn't catch up. So basically every test you could do, I would fail because I couldn't catch up as far as mathematics or any science or history couldn't catch up but my brain was working so long story short an assemblies of god university in california let me in and because my brain was working i ended up getting really really good grades really good grades and then i ended up going back with my husband to do a master's degree where i ended up in Mozambique, you would say Noltish Divinti. I ended up with with basically perfect scores, which which 
I can't have because, but anyway, God caught my brain. Wow. And so because I had straight A's or 20s, we say here, I don't know what you call them there now, but because I had those, those new, new reality, when I applied to King's College University of London for systematic theology, by the great grace of God and the miracle of him healing my brain and a lot of hard work, actually a lot of hard work, which he calls us to, um, I ended, ended up getting accepted to King's College, University of London, and I ended up studying very, very, very hard, very, very hard. Wow. I'm not an academic. I don't claim to be, but I had a call of God. I have a call of God on my life. I'm not pretending to be an academic. What I did was I worked very, very hard every day. I studied, I worked, I studied, I worked four years. The last year probably put in 15 to 18 hours a day. Wow. First three years, I miraculously accepted there. I was, um, they called me their pious, pietist friend. This little Pentecostal <laughs> blonde little woman from California. <laughs> they they weren't quite ready for me. I said, <laughs> want to talk about liberation theology? Come with me to the streets. Every evening, five, six days a week, I'd go to the streets there on the strand and I would um, hold the poor because that's what you do when you hold the poor. You listen to them. You don't just throw your food out the van. You you spend your time with them. My children um, grew up there in UK for three years. The fourth year was in America where I had to work 15 to 17, 18 hours finishing my thesis. The first three years, my little children, Roland and my children, little toehead blondes, only place they ever blended in. Um, the homeless came to our home. They threw rocks. My children saw knives to my throat in UK, in your country, knives to my throat. Um, homeless people yelling. We lived in this little flat in amazing miracle provision. And we invited the homeless into our home Midweek, we started a church in the university. They, they wow. asked us to leave because homeless people were like raiding the, what do you call that? The bada, the, the, they were raiding the bar of the university. <laughs> so they asked us to leave um, eventually. They were feeding their rats on their tongues. This is at King's College, University of London, in the refectorio. Um the homeless were there. The I had we had twelve lawyers in our church, amazing men and women in UK, and we just loved Jesus. And we had a beautiful family there called um, Believer Center. Kurt Erickson's still there. All our friends are still there. Right. And we ended up renting a YMCA, and. So, Long story short, 
amazing, beautiful time. And some of our dearest friends are still there and serving God well. And the homeless people became aunties and uncles of our children. And um, yeah, it was a great privilege. By God's miraculous wow. grace, I ended up defending my PhD. And so, yeah, that's why I'm in a position now to be a chancellor of a university here. Don't want to run it, don't have the capacity or the ability, but by great grace, I do actually have an earned PhD from King's College University of London. And, and God knows why. I didn't know why. All I knew was to obey is better than sacrifice. And so a little dyslexic girl who got healed by Jesus ended up graduating there from one of your amazing universities. Wow. And, and, and Nadia was telling us a little bit about the, the education that you're looking to establish where you are now. And, and isn't that just God's amazing grace? All these years later, as you said, you can be a chancellor of, of, of your own university, effectively. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll be the ribbon cutter and the cheerer. <laughs> Um, Nadia, on the other hand, Nadia has a PhD from MIT. So she has the top scores in the world wow. in science and mathematics. She's one who God called when she was an engineer at Google. And she laid it all down um, with her very high salary and came here to serve in a war zone. So um, there's... There's a story for you. Maybe you wanna maybe you wanna talk to her sometime soon. I was gonna say we need a part two. We need Nadia involved. Yeah, maybe just talk to Nadia. Talk to talk talk to her because um, we we don't we can't accept missionaries here right now because of the war. But right again by because of her qualification as a PhD from MIT. And a very big miracle, she ended up getting a visa. And out of, I think we had 72 internationals here at one time in the north of Mozambique. We now have, I believe it's six, and she's one of them. So that's an amazing story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Heidi, we, we, we don't have much time. I know we, we, we've got to go shortly. And so... I just want to ask, we've got so many more questions. We've not even, we're on question two and we're not going to get anywhere today, but I believe the Lord has done what he's wanted to do and just in you sharing your heart and, and the reality. But for those people that can't place themselves, this, the story you've just shared, you get the PhD, you go to Mozambique and a lot of people listening to this podcast have said, will be in a, a Western culture. They'll be, they're in, they're in the hustle of work or they're in the, they're in the kind of um, a Western environment. How can you just share in a few minutes? And I know you probably can't, but just give us some highlights of what does it mean to go into a place like Mozambique? and go into a, a, a foreign territory in every way and see God do what he's done? What have been some of those key moments or key highlights or something that just comes to mind that you can encourage our listeners with? I, I want to encourage everybody to go low, to go low and cling to the feet of Jesus. You know, we're all, we're all little people. And if the Lord calls you 
outside of your own culture, go low. If the Lord calls you outside of your own culture in any way, even if it's to another Bairo, to another city, go low. Go low, love Jesus, cling to his feet. Know that you're a son, a daughter of the Most High, and, and then go low and, and, and love well. And let your life be a life of love, adoration, intimacy with Jesus, our King, and service. Yes, we're sons. Yes, we're daughters. Yes, we're beloved of God. But stay in the Word. Read the Gospels. Look at how Jesus walked. He didn't, he wasn't orgulloso. He wasn't arrogant. He didn't say, call me reverend, call me doctor. By the way, there's some Facebook that my son handles. The only reason there's doctor on there is because my name was already taken. Just let that be known. You know, we we go we go low. We don't ask for titles and things. We don't as believers, let's go low. As believers, wherever we are, let's go low. Let's cling to Jesus. Let's Let's love him. Invite Holy Spirit every day into your life. Wake up and say, welcome, Holy Spirit. Here I am. I'm just, a, I'm just your servant, Lord. Welcome, Holy Spirit. What do you want of me? Whether you're on Wall Street, whether you're a professor, an entrepreneur, whether you're um, an amazing leader of of some incredible university or ministry or or negosush um, you're you're an entrepreneur of sorts wherever you are you're still at the same time you're a servant and at the same time without oil without the presence of Jesus without the filling of the oil of God um, it's John 15, and I want to go to that. Like John 15, you can do nothing without Jesus. Nothing. But with him, all things are possible. So stay connected to the beauty of Jesus. Stay connected to him. And, and, and I, want to, I want to call all, every one of us, like, stay humble. Jesus was the king of glory. Everybody, he could have said, call me king. He could have been born in a palace. He could have been born in the most glorious place. He could have just said, listen to me. I'm the king of the world. Listen to me. But how did Jesus come to represent God on the planet? How did he come, Dan? In a stable. He came in a stable. How did he come? Did he come in a, as an adult, knowing everything? A servant king. He came as a servant king. He came as a servant king in need. He came as a baby. He had to be nursed at his adopted mother's breast. He came so low that he came dependent. As believers, we're dependent on God first. And we're dependent on each other. Let's look yeah. at the life of Jesus 
and let's deixar nossos títulos. Let's leave all the rest. Deixar. Let's let's stop jostling for position. Who's who in the zoo? We are. We're just his people. Let's love him and let's love each other. And let's follow the lamb. And let's live in the word. And let's ask him to let us as believers represent him well on this planet amen Heidi I wish I could talk to you all day I wish I could ask you all sorts of questions but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go shortly but one one final question we we ask all of our guests and maybe you've already answered it but looking back at your life and your journey so far what's that one piece of advice you would give your younger self Listen more, talk less, listen more. Right. First to God and then to others. Right. What an amazing way to end. Heidi, I just want to thank you so much, just from the bottom of my heart, for giving us your time, your vulnerability, your honesty. Um, that's yeah. I don't know. I don't have the words to speak about the last half an hour. Just uh, just transformational in so many ways. And just thank you for just communicating the heart of God and just the love of Jesus to us in such a practical and, and special way. So thank you again. Bless you. Bless your family and your ministry. And we really just hope that as you've sown into our podcast, that you you and the community around you are going to reap a harvest of love, joy, and peace. Thank you. It's a joy to be with you, Dan. Thank you so much. Bless you. Thanks for having me. Love you. Please do share this episode with as many people as you can and let them hear not only what's happening in Mozambique, but also be changed by the deep love and grace that God has for us all. Shifting gears slightly, I want to let you know about an exciting conference and awards ceremony coming up in London in March 2023, aimed at Christian entrepreneurs, business people and those in the workplace. More details will be coming out soon, but we have just launched a waitlist at www.wonderfulsummit.com. Head over to wonderfulsummit.com and register for the waitlist. God bless.